0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the L.A. Soccer Hub Show. Today, we have another exclusive interview. He is a U.S. Men's National Team player. He plays now for the FC Dallas, and he goes by none other than Paul Arriola. Paul, how you doing?
1: How's it going, Gio? What's going on?
0: Good, good, man. Uh, what about you? How's it going? You look a little cold. You got the beanie. You got you got the sweatshirt. Why, why are you cold indoors? What's going on? Hey, it's cold, man. It's uh, There's like this uh, winter storm.
1: Uh that hit Dallas yesterday. It's been cold for a couple of days. Uh I just got back from the grocery store and uh dude, I no one told me that it it gets so cold in Dallas.
0: I should have came more prepared. Yeah, Dallas, I I spent some time in Dallas. Dallas has that that trippy weather It'd be hot one like in the morning and I don't know that there's like a could be a snowstorm or a rainstorm. It, it is the trippiest weather. Um Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you coming from FCA, uh, from Washington DC? You're you're expecting to get away with it, and unfortunately, I see you wearing a beanie.
1: Uh no, I know, man. Jeez, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get away from it.
0: Apparently. Yeah. So, so where does Paoliola shop? Where, where do you, where do you get your groceries at, Paul?
1: Oh man, we go a bunch of places. I mean, right now, um, we just went to Sprouts, um, and obviously, I'm from California, so uh, you know, I'm pretty familiar with Sprouts, but like the past 4 years being in uh in dc it's been so different like trying new things trying different um restaurants grocery stores like things are just the east coast and the west coast is just it's completely different you know so it was kind of cool to see um you know when we got to dallas how how similar it was to to the west coast and california a little more uh homey vibe for
0: us yeah no i i bet that's uh that's an amazing feeling uh, i want to talk about your time uh with uh with, with d c united I, I know you wrote uh on your social media post you you were there for four four and a half years uh and, and 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 read and it was your decision why why make the move now
1: yeah i think um you know it was an interesting one um you know i i i consider myself a really loyal guy um kind of how i felt when when i had left Tijuana um, and chose to come to the MLS, and kind of the same when when thinking about leaving uh, DC United, I I, I struggled with um, leaving the club without really having um, a ton of success uh, as an organization. Um, but at the same time, I I know how 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 short a career is, um, and how important it is to try and put yourself in the best position possible. Because at the end of the day, um, you know the. The reality is, is that you know, no one, no one is going to look after you like you look after yourself, um, and and you know, especially in a in a competitive business in the sports world, uh, you know, you you can have a ton of friends, but at the end of the day, you you have to rely on yourself, um, and that's kind of how I felt. This was a huge year for me, um, you know, with with the World Cup coming up, um, you know, the the potential to to be a part of the squad. Uh, I wanted to make sure I did everything possible in my in my favor, in my career, um, to to set myself up for um, you know what could be the biggest year of of my life, um, you know as a soccer player. So for me, it was trying to find um, you know the the right spot, and um, you know I, I thank DC for allowing me to to leave. They they obviously didn't want me to leave, and they expressed that, um, and uh, you know I appreciate them at least being open, um, and I credit my my agent and and obviously myself for pushing. Uh, to try and get the best the best move possible for me if it made sense and, and FC dallas was definitely the the one on 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 the list that made the most sense as, as far as style uh you know a, a coach that that is very familiar with obviously the the way that the national team plays he was the assistant coach uh for the past few years there he's been a part of mls um as an assistant coach uh a team that's very young um a club that is trying to try new things trying to trying to become successful and, and get away from the, you know, we just produce players. Um, you know, I, I think this club has has really high ambitions now um, as an organization to be successful. And, and that's kind of some something that I was looking for and something that that I wanted to be a part of. Um, and then off the field, you know, even more importantly, I think it was a a family decision, um, you know, with my, with my fiance and, and, and with the rest of my family, I think, you know, it it puts us a little bit closer to home, um, you know, in, in in times that, that, that we kind of need to be uh, closer to homes. Won't go too much into detail of that, but uh, you know, it was definitely something that, that was just as important off the field as it was on the field.
0: Yeah. I I know that 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 must've been like a, a definitely a a tough decision. I know with, with everything you said, Uh, I want to see if I could go back a little bit. I know, there was rumblings about club america i don't know if you could just touch base on that and clear things up because was was that even possible or what happened there yeah it was it was extremely
1: um it was extremely close to getting done um to be honest with you um you know for for any anybody that that knows the mexican league and there's obviously a lot of high pressure you know in club america especially right now um with the manager and, and i know what it's like playing in mexico um, and you know, the reality is, is, is there's a lot of uncertainty in that move, um, uh, for me, uh, on the field, there was a lot of uncertainty. I, I, I was, I'm familiar with, uh, Diego Ramirez, which is one of the technical directors there. Uh, he was my assistant coach when I was in Tijuana for a little bit under Piojo. And, um, you know, he was the one that, that was obviously, uh, pushing for me to go there. And I had multiple conversations with him, um, and in the end, it, it just didn't happen quick enough uh, for the club. Uh, like I said, there, there was a lot of pressure uh, for them to bring in a player. And um, it, was, it wasn't able to progress quick enough uh, within clubs. And, and, and for that reason, it was kind of left out. But, um, you know, it, it was definitely, you know, it was definitely an option in any time a, a huge club like that. Obviously, one of the biggest in, in you know, North America and, and debatably, you know, a, a, a huge, huge club in the world. Um of course i'm gonna be i'm um, of course, I'm gonna have my 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 mind open to it um, and, and think about that move because that would that would definitely be the biggest club that that I would have played for uh, to this day. Uh, but in the end, it you know it didn't happen and, and the uncertainty of what the future looks like within this year, you know my my goal is to to make the World cup. Um, and and that's kind of what drove this move um, and, and and this desire to try and find something better for me. Um, and like I said, I think at at the end of it, kind of FC Dallas kind of ticked all the boxes in comparison to some of these other clubs that that kind of ticked a couple. Uh, but the most important for me was was to find myself in a position to to have a chance to make the
0: World Cup. Yeah, no, I, I think every, every fan in the MLS, every U.S. men's national team uh, fan, I think is excited that, that you're going to stay in the MLS and you're, we're going to get to see you. Um, let's talk about FC Dallas. Um, they made a splash with you. Uh, I, I was, I was, I was surprised because, you know, we've known uh, outside looking in, I've known FC Dallas as, you know, they got all these young kids, young talented kids, and they're able to sell them off to, to Europe. They they got that pipeline. But now since they, they were able to sell on Pepe, you know, got the, 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 the Pepe cash. They're able to get you. They got Al- Alan Velasco. A- a- is it, is this the new era of FC Dallas?
1: Yeah, I hope so. And I, you know, I kind of touched on it a little bit. Like, you know, when, when I was kind of going through this process of, you know, is there a move available? Does it make sense? You know, where, where does it make the most sense for me? Like, you know, when I tell you that it, that it all made sense in Dallas, I mean, it really did from, from the Hunt family, um, you know, all the way down, um, you know, to Nico, who's, who's the new coach, um, to the players, obviously, you know, Jesus Ferreira, I've known Paxton Pomacol, Brandon Serrani, all these, all these young guys who have been a part of the national team over the past few years, um, you know, all the, all these guys, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's always been this, we produce a lot of young players and we want to, we want to make money. Uh, and I, and I think with Nico coming in, um, as the head coach, it's completely changed the the dynamic of the club and the ambition to, to want to be successful. And like I said, I want to be a part of a club that, that wants to succeed just as bad as I do. Um, and, and so I hope that this is, this is a, a new era and that we as players and, and, being a part of the, the people who produce uh, on the field, we can help change the, the way that, that everyone on the outside sees FC Dallas. You know, I think that that'll be our goal. And, and our goal is to obviously, you know, win a championship and, you know, that's, that's why I'm here. And that's why I believe in kind of this project and the head coach and, and the organization. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides that, everyone else has been, has been fantastic, to be honest with you, everyone, Within the club um, has, has been uh unreal, super supporting, super welcoming, uh,
0: super easy to adjust to. So it's been great. No, that 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 has to be amazing, especially you, you know, you you taking that big leap of faith and going, going with FC Dallas. Um, uh, because we, we know there's always the, the young talent there, but now they have a veteran like yourself that's been in league and understands what, what needs to be done. And I think if, if any FC Dallas fan, uh, listens to this, I think has to be excited for you because we've seen what you've done with the national team. We've seen what you've done in the MLS. And I think just seeing this, it, it just seems different with FC Dallas with with all the different splashes. Um, t- talk to me about Alan Velasco. What are your thoughts on him? How, how's the training been? Yeah, I'm excited. Look, he had, he's had some, um, some visa issues
1: getting into the, to the country. So, um, you know a couple days in a couple, of days, um, in a couple of days, I'm sure he'll be able to join the team. he hasn't he hasn't been a part of training yet. Uh, but i've already i've I've talked to him a couple of times. Um, and uh, he's obviously excited and 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 I think the club is also excited like the the cool thing about this club is 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 the reputation they have to produce young players. Um, and they still want to continue that. And therefore, they're, they're, they're just trying to mix it up a little bit. Right. Like they're trying to find that key balance to to be successful, which, you know, sometimes you do need veterans. You need guys that understand the league. You need guys who who have a lot of experience. Um, and then at the same time, you have young guys. And so I think for Alan, it's going to be a great uh, situation for him to be able to play at a at a different level um, and with a little more pressure on him, um, you know, with the price tag that he comes with, but at the same time, I think it'll be a great way to help him make a transition. Uh, you know, if the club wants to move him on and if he wants to move on to Europe, um, you know, in the future. So I think, I think it's, I think it's a great balance. I think he'll love it. Um, you know, there's obviously Spanish speakers, uh, a couple Argentines in the, in, in the locker room. So he'll be, he'll be great. Um, and, and yeah, hopefully on the field, he'll be able to, to be a, a key part of the team. Yeah. I'm not familiar, Paul. Do you you speak Spanish? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do. uh, For the most part, um, just from playing in Mexico for for four years.
0: Yeah. The Argentine Spanish is is, is a little different, but, you know, we we, we can all understand each other. Uh, Talk to me about these new jerseys that come out. For the people listening, I just pulled up this photo of... You know, Palio, the new swagger there. You got the side view there, the back view. How are you liking the jerseys? Give me your overall thoughts. Yeah, they're cool. You know, I, I've he- I've heard a lot of people have a lot of um,
1: opinions on them. Uh, for me, look, it's just the first time I'm going to be able to wear a, a Dallas jersey. So I'm excited. I heard a lot of people are excited about the hoops, the, the blue that have run through. Um, but listen, if it's going to bring us uh, more success and make the fans happier, then I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, no. They they definitely look uh really really sharp on that. Um I know I know this is like you mentioned earlier. This is a World Cup year. Uh you were you you got to be in the last World Cup qualifiers. Um how was that? How was how how was it the last World Cup qualifiers cuz you guys got to play in some cold weather. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a difficult game against Canada. Obviously, uh, so h- talk to me about uh, how that was.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean like World Cup qualifying has been um, you know, filled with ups and downs, which is to to be expected of. Um, but uh, overall, look, I think our group we feel um, we feel confident about the position that we're currently in. We control uh, our own destiny, which is which is the best part. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, we know these these last three games are so crucial for us. Uh, they're not easy, um, but uh, overall, I think collectively, um, you know, we feel we feel pretty good about the situation. Of course, we think it could be better. Um, but it most definitely could be, could be worse. So for us, I think it's just kind of dealing with staying level, staying level headed, uh, focusing on one game at a time, taking care of ourselves. Uh, and when it's go time, it's go time. I mean, obviously right now it's, like I said, there's three games left. There's no, there's no looking past that. Um, and, and I think is, it's something that that's extremely important. I think a lot of us who have been a part of the national team for, for a while, uh, understand, uh, how, how important these next three games are. So uh, we're going to do everything we can to, to, to be able to be successful.
0: Yeah. I got, I got to talk to you about the, I think you had a bicycle kick scissor kick against Canada. I was insane. You, you, you were pretty close, but what, what went through your mind you're like, I'm I'm doing this. Cause that, that was insane. If that wouldn't got in, that would have been definitely sports centers top 10. Yeah. Look,
1: I mean, in the moment, in the moment, it's just trying to get a shot off, right. Trying to make trying to make an impact. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I come on, I come on, uh, into the game to try to try and make a, a, a difference. I think we were down one zero. So, um, you know, for me, I just always try and bring energy, uh, depending on my role and, and coming into that game. I knew we we needed to to bring a different type of energy and try and make a different impact. Uh, and when I see the ball pop up, I mean, there's there's nothing else to to think about, you know, just try and focus on on getting it, uh, you know, making good contact and getting on target. Uh, you know, fortunately, I made great contact. Unfortunately, I pushed it just a little bit wide, um, but definitely would have been the goal of my life. Uh, definitely, de- I mean, de- you know, definitely. I mean, everyone, Greg, Greg had told me that if I would have scored, that he would have he would have ran over there and picked me up uh, <laughs> off the ground. So um, yeah, it would have been a great goal, but um, you know, we, it was it was just one of those unfortunate uh, shots.
0: I know you 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 felt kind of awkward. Initially, I was like, oh, is he okay? But obviously, you're 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 up and moving. You're you're good here. You're obviously training. Uh, did you feel anything when you fell?
1: yeah i mean my neck my neck was 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 definitely sore like my upper back um was really sore like after the game i'm like man my back hurts like and then it, it kind <laughs> why of why didn't it go in <laughs> yeah i know i mean it would have been way more worth it if it if it would have went in but uh, no thankfully thankfully i was okay i was able to get up i was running around
0: uh felt fine but yeah i got to ask you about greg we only know greg uh you know from when his flashy new kicks is every game um right and we know what we say what the media says about him but how is he in the locker room how how is greg berhalter
1: yeah he's he's a great guy man he's um you know i he he's one of those guys that just gets it right he was a player he he played at a at, at a high level he you know he he coached at a high level he you know he's coaching for the national team he's been a part of world cups like he's someone that kind of um under understands it all you know and he's able to really um really understand you and, and, and kind of side by you, um, you know, as, as a player, which is something that's super important. Um, but he, yeah, he's great. He's as a leader, he's great. Um, you know, not just with the players, but with the staff, the, the communication, um, that, that the national team staff has is unreal. The way that they kind of handle everything I think is, 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 is really, really high, uh, you know, top, top class, um, from them and, and, you know, give I have. You know, we we all have to give them a lot of credit to be able to make a, a the brotherhood um, that we kind of have for the national team. You know, if if you hear guys talk, we always talk about the brotherhood. Um, and we talk about this family, and we talk about this this feeling that anytime you get in with a national team, you feel like you're it, it, it's a club team. Uh, you know, you feel like you've been around these guys for so long. You 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 have each other's backs. You're you guys are always on the same page. Um, and, you know, before Greg, um, you know, it didn't really feel like that. And so for, for you know, I, it's it's credit to him and, and the people that he has working with him that makes it um, so special. And, and obviously on the field, he's he's a pretty smart guy. So he's he's kind of his brain's always going trying to figure out uh, what went right, what went wrong, what do we need to do uh, for the next opponent? How are we going to break them down? How are we going to press them? All these different things like he's he's kind of always thinking, um on the field so yeah he's 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 been uh he's been really really
0: great for for us uh, that's amazing i gotta ask who who's his nike rep who who, who gets him his kicks do you know that dude i don't know <laughs> i mean i if if you find out you need to tell me seriously <laughs> he always got to say he on his field I'm like, dang greg who like I, I know it has to be a nike employee like look we're gonna get all the attention of the coach just just rocking the kicks right for sure for sure he loves it too he loves it. Yeah. Well look, the next round of World Cups is uh against Mexico Al Azteca. I don't know how the process is uh, w- with Greg Berhalter US Men's National Team. How eager are you to obviously not only be called back but also play in that game?
1: Yeah, I mean look, I I mean it's 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 the three most important games that we have coming up, you know. It's 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 the three most important games of of qualifying these ones coming up and it's um you know, I I every player always wants to be with a national team. You know, there's never a time that, that, that you just think, ah, let me just, let me just take a break or let me, you know, let, let's see what happens. It's, you know, it, it, I mean, it's time right now to, to really, um, you know, kind of key in on, on these next games to, to get the job done. And, um, you know, I was a part of the team that, that didn't qualify for the world cup, um, you know, uh, four years ago. So, um, you know, for me, I think there's even, there's even more eagerness and, and anxiousness to, to want to be there, to want to have that feeling of qualifying for, for the world cup, considering that I was a part of the, the cycle that didn't, uh, qualify. And, um, at the same time, of course, to play in Mexico, um, you know, I, I was able to to play in the the qualifying game last round in Mexico and it was an unbelievable experience. It was great, um, and, uh, you know, when you when you think about an opportunity to play against uh, your rival team uh, in your in 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 the rival stadium and playing in an away game, especially a, a stadium like Azteca uh, and have the chance to go down there and and shut everyone up. Right. I mean, obviously, all you know, Mexico and, and the players and the fans, they're eager to to beat to beat us again um, that that they haven't felt um, this year. So for them. Uh, I'm sure they're super eager for us to go down there um, and expect to win. And it's the same for us. I think it's how can we continue to show that the U.S. is better than Mexico? And, and, you know, this is the perfect
0: opportunity for that. Yeah, no, I mean, I know that game is going to be definitely electric. Um, with, with the with the topics of the U.S. men's national team, um, you know, we just saw McKenney just went down Champions League. I think he may be out for eight weeks, something around that. I think Gio Reyna just picked up another injury, but it might not be as serious. Um, when that goes through your mind, obviously, you, you feel bad for your teammate. But there's so much competition in the U.S. men's natu- national team, and essentially in every almost every single position. But when you look at that, obviously, you never hope for anybody to get injured. But uh, this could potentially be uh, a an opp- opportunity for you to not just also make it, but also play. I don't know if you think that way, or how do you process something like that?
1: Yeah, first of all, I, I always think, like y- – you just want everyone to be healthy, right? You, you know, you, especially key guys like that, obviously Gio and, and, and Weston are, are, are huge for, for the team and will be uh, huge for this national team going forward in in the future. And so for them, um, you know, you do, you do feel bad for them. You do, um, you know, worry about them and and hope that they, that they can, um, you know, get back healthy and and, and as quick as possible. Um, But at the same time, like you said, we have the, we have the next man, uh, up mentality. We know that everything isn't always going to be great. We know we're always not going to have um, the perfect lineup or or the perfect players in every position. And 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 that's kind of where um you know the brotherhood comes in and, and this this trust that we have within each other, uh, knowing that everyone can make an impact. And you know, anyone um can go on the field and, and make a difference. Um and you know that's that's obviously a part of being a part of a, a, a national team, right? Where you have um you know the select best players uh in that moment uh for for one reason or the other so um you know for us it's definitely next man mentality and and um you know you you just you just try and stay healthy you 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 know you hope those guys get as healthy as possible um and we get the job done.
0: That's amazing. I, I know you've you played in League IMX. You, obviously you're in the MLS and obviously when it comes to the US Miss national team you got players abroad. There's a lot of people, a lot of fans that make hey um, because this player is in the MLS, or because he plays in the MX, this this player is better than this, or whatever. But you've been you've been, you've played in both leagues, right? But you also have teammates that come in and play for the US Men's National that play in the Champions League in Europe. What what are your thoughts on the MLS and the growth it's had over the years, and also the players like yourself, like uh, Callum Acosta and and I know I'm missing a couple that that play in the MLS, but also are playing with the US National Team. Yeah, look, uh, the the MLS is growing so fast. Um,
1: you know, I said it since since the day that I got to MLS. I mean, it, it's growing so fast, and and it doesn't get the the credit that it deserves. Um, which uh, you know, you only change people's opinions over time. In some people's opinions, you never change, right? It's it's only the the new people that that get a different opinion. But um, you know, the league is great. It's it's physical. You ask anyone that's come from uh, South America. Uh, or mexico about the physicality about the 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 rhythm of the play in in MLs and and it's a lot different you know you'll hear you'll hear people say it's a lot harder to adjust it's a lot you know playing in different weather is hard traveling four or five hours for a game is hard um you know there, there's 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 definitely a lot of difficulty to to play in the league um and it's not always easy and, and um, you know as, as far as the level it, it, you know it, it's growing every year. Um, you know, you, you, you see a bunch of, um, younger, uh, South Americans, Europeans coming to, to MLS to play, uh, to get a different look in their career. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's great. And then obviously when you have guys that are playing in champions league in Europe, um, you know, it's even better for, 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 for us and, and for Americans and especially those guys who, uh, have played in MLS that ha- have now moved on to, um, you know, I mean, right now you can name any, any country really in Europe where, where Americans play. Um, and so the good thing is, is that there's a lot of eyes right now on MLS looking at, uh, you know, who's the next Christian Pulisic, who's the next Weston mckenney Tyler Adams. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of clubs, um, and scouts looking at MLS now, uh, which obviously shows how, how important and how valued, uh, you know, the league is and these young Americans are because, um, you know that that's that's a huge thing, and I think that's going to continue to go year by year. And we're going to see more and more um, people play that are playing in MLS leave to to Europe or to different to different countries to to move on.
0: Yeah, no, and I I've just seen the growth, and I think it's amazing. And I think sometimes when people mention that talk about they they they're not watching the MLS or obviously playing it like you you have and you you have that that open perspective. um, well, when when it, when it's all said and done, right? What what do you want to do with your career? Uh, do you, I know you played in Liga MX, you played in MLS. I know you just got to FC Dallas. Um, but what do you ultimately want to do? Do you want do you eventually want to be able to get a, a shot at Europe, or, or what's your overall goal?
1: Yeah, look, my overall goal right now is is to make the World Cup, um, and if that leads to a a different type of move and I, and I have the opportunity to go to Europe, I, you know, I'd, I'd absolutely um, you know do it if if it made sense for all parties. Um, you know, I think as a player, you're always looking for the best opportunity um, to to make the most of your career uh, on and off the field. But uh, to be honest with you right now, my goal has been just focus on on 2022, focus on this year, uh, staying healthy. I was injured a lot last year coming back from an ACL. So, um, you know, my, I, I believe that if I could stay healthy this year uh, and have a good season with with Dallas, I think I'll have a, a an opportunity to make the World Cup team and, and kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely hope that happens for you because I know, Thank I know you. how much work you you've been putting in. Uh, and, and it's just amazing to see. It. And I, I know, and I always just root for the MLS guys because I just feel like you guys don't get that appreciation that you should get because it, it, me growing up and I look, I, I watched the guy MX and obviously I watch the champions league and all that stuff, but it, I see the talent. I see the, the development It's just, you know, it's unfortunate that it doesn't get attention. It, it does right now, but it, it's definitely going. Um, But I want to to talk about uh, you. You just got you just got engaged. Uh, You got one big move after another, my man. Uh, Talk to me about that big engagement, big announcement. Uh, Let me pull this up here. How was that experience? Uh, How long you been with your lovely fiance? Yeah, we've been together
1: uh, almost four years. Um, And yeah, listen, we've we've gone through so much in life, man. So many ups, so many downs. Um, and, and we've always been by each other's side. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, when you're able to find someone that, that makes you happy, that supports you, uh, that shows you, that shows you the love that, that you feel you deserve. Um, then, you know, you know, that you want to be with that person. Um, and, and that's kind of the position that, that I'm in. And, 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 you know, obviously that's why, um, she's now my fiance, which, uh, we're super excited about. Um, and like you said, it's been, it's been uh, one move after the other, man. I went from the national team um, back home for a couple of days to propose and then came to Dallas. Uh, so we've been we've been all over the place. We just moved into uh, a, a home that that we're renting now. So we're still like unpacking all the boxes and trying to figure everything out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's been super exciting. This has been uh, a crazy first couple of months of the year, but but definitely good ones.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. How long have you you been waiting on this? How long have you been sitting on the ring knowing that you were going to do this?
1: Uh for a, uh probably like since last year. Um I knew I just needed to get things like rolling, you know. And I'm definitely one of those guys that kind of takes uh waits till the last minute. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, so so I was like, okay, I want to do it. I want to do it uh probably in the off season. I'm going to do it and then um and then when I finally got the ring, I was I was thinking about doing it um, right around new year. And then we ended up getting my whole family ended up getting COVID. Uh, oh, so no. we got, so we were all just stuck inside. And um, so I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to do it now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then,
1: so then I had to, so then I had to travel with the ring. Um, I traveled with it all around um, wow. until I got back to California and then I was able to do it.
0: That That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, I'm happy for you. When's the wedding? Do you guys already have a date Thank or you. no? No, not yet, not yet.
1: We're still, we're still in discussion. Um, I'm trying to just try and settle down and focus on, uh, you know, one day at a time. (laughs) To be honest (laughs) with you, but, but, but hopefully, uh, hopefully, either the end of this year or maybe the end of next year, one of the two. But
0: uh, we'll get it done for sure. Yeah, no, that's exciting news, and I'm, I'm happy for you and your, and your fiance. Thank you. Um, you. Talk. Uh, two bugs, Uh pulled them up here. What are the names? Uh I see one the one the one black, one's uh brownish. Um uh how long have you had him? Yeah, the
1: the brown the fawn one, um his name is Nugget. Uh I've had him for uh five years. And uh the black one, her name is Penelope, and I've had her for uh four years since they're since they were both puppies. Um but uh yeah they're they're awesome, man. They're they're my little kids. Um, you know, we they 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 make life so 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 fun, so chaotic, so interesting, you know, so, um, you know, that those are those are those are our kids. One of one of them is sitting right here next to me just laying down uh, in his bed. So, uh, yeah, they're 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 amazing.
0: That's amazing. So how how is it uh, owning a pug?
1: It's great, man. I mean, look, when I when I first when I first got him, um, I always thought they were just going to be lazy, you know. <laughs> and, uh, that, that's, it's definitely not it. Um, when they, when they were really young they're they've been, they've been crazy. They, I mean, they're just like kids, you know, like they have different personalities, they enjoy different things. Um, and, uh, one of them is like really smart. The other one, you know, he, he tries his best. Um, but, uh, he's just like a lover. He just likes to hang out. But, uh, finally we've gotten to that stage where they're okay, kind of relaxing and, and, and hanging
0: out. Um, but yeah, they're they're definitely uh they're definitely goofballs. That 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 that's amazing. Uh, I heard you're a big golfer. Uh how often are you going to the golf course? I know the season just started. How often are you hitting the drive range or, or playing the 18 holes?
1: Man, I I just played um on on Monday. Um I got my first round in here in Dallas. Uh it was it was nice right before right before the cold weather came. Um it was nice. There's some golfers on the team, so it'll be nice to be able to to go uh go play around with some of the guys but um during during the season it just kind of depends on how I feel you know like I could go I could go once a week for a couple months or I can end up not going once in, you know for once every 2 months um just kind of depends on on how I feel how my body feels what what the season looks like um all those things so um, but yeah, I definitely I definitely enjoy it in the off season. I love to go. Uh I even got my fiance to get her own clubs because she was tired of me complaining about uh being gone for so long. So I said, okay, well, why don't you buy some clubs and we can go together? So um uh, she she's actually been asking me to take her out on the course. So we'll see. But uh no, it's been great.
0: Yeah, it is uh for the people that don't play golf, I just picked it up. I, I'm not I'm not any good, but I just learned how to hit the ball because my brother He's a big golfer, and he, he just plays for fun. So over Christmas, uh, my parents live by like a golf course, and he's just like, we're just so competitive, and he's just talking smack. And I was like, all right. So I spent like two, three days, and I finally got like the 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 twist and the hit because I was just yeah. trying to hit it so hard, but it is just the momentum, and it carries the ball. And it took me a while to understand that because I was like, man, my back hurts. I was like, I don't, how do how do these how do these older folks next to me do it? And like, but I learned. And to me, once you hit a golf ball, like you're supposed to get a hit a golf ball, it, it is an amazing feeling. Would you agree? It just feels so
1: good, right? It's yeah. just like
0: there's just something about it. That's the thing about golf.
1: Like, you know, you could be you could be bad. You can you can do awful, but then you have that one good shot that just like feels so right. And then you just keep searching for it and searching for it. And uh, that that's what makes you go again, you know. And and um, obviously, you know, I'm I'm a competitive guy, so. Uh, it's nice to go out there with some other people and 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 compete a little bit, um, but no, yeah, like you said, it's like it's like once you once you're able to hit it, you know the the way it's you're supposed to, uh, and you'll know that feeling when you do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know,
0: like you can't really explain it, but yeah, you'll you'll know you'll know when it happens. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I was I was I was so hype. I was like yelling and stuff. People were just looking at me. The wedge is my the wedge is my weapon. I figured out that the wedge is my weapon and I, I could just hit it straight and I just I'm still trying to figure out like the distance and all that, but I was like, dude, I don't even care. I can hit it with the wedge and I I'm sticking oh, by God. that. That's funny. Do you do you follow any golfers?
1: No, you know what I don't. Like I love playing it, watching it. Like I'll put it on every once in a while. Um, but I definitely don't like it's definitely not like Something I'm consistent, you know, I'm consistent with and constantly watching. Um, my uh, my short game used to be really bad. So, you know, I'd watch um, Phil Mickelson because I'm left handed and he's left handed. Oh, okay. So um, I'd I'd watch I'd watch a couple of his videos uh, on how to chip, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, like sometimes I'll go on YouTube and watch, you know, cer- certain things. But um, overall, I don't
0: really follow too much uh, in specific. Have you been to any golfing uh, events?
1: No, not yet. I wish. Um, I wish. Uh I know I know that there there's one here in Dallas every year that a couple of guys try and go to. Um, so I'll definitely have to tag along to that. But besides that, um, yeah, I've never I've never been.
0: The reason I asked, uh when I was in college, I went to college in Arizona. Um, the phoenix open you may have heard of it may have not but uh, it is uh-huh. it is a party party because uh, i remember i one time uh one of P- professor short story long long story short Um, uh, she's like hey do you want to come volunteer i'll give you extra credit i was like okay what do i got to do she's like just volunteer for this golf tournament i was like right, i don't really like golf i go there and it is bananas like bananas like people are getting drunk celebrities everywhere like i'm just like why didn't i know this like i wasn't into golf uh, at all and then that got me into just like you know going to the event because it was just it was just like a party you know it was like a fun yeah. party you get to dress up like so the next year i came prepared i got the pants i got the look and i was telling my friends like you gotta come it is an amazing feeling because it's it's really completely different from any other golf event because they they like they have like well, i think the yeah. 16th or 18th it's hole, crazy and they're right like, they're crazy yeah they're throwing yeah. beer and stuff in the that's, in the golf that's course. Crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. That that that's definitely something that I would enjoy, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh right. I want to ask you, I know you have a few tattoos. I heard you have a Budweiser delivery truck tattoo. Tell me, yeah, tell me yeah, about yeah. that story.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. First I, I have I have a bunch of tattoos. My right arm um is 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 done. My back um has been done. I, I think I need to add a little. So, you know some pieces here and there to it but um yeah man like i you know i started i i kind of always liked tattoos my dad had um, a few tattoos here and there um and he always talked about like oh I, you know he he wants to get more he wants to get more um so when i turned 18 i got my first tattoo a small one just right on the inner the inner arm and then um when i turned uh 20 to that the end of the end of 2017 um i went home uh, this is the first year when i had just signed an mls and um i went to a a guy in montebello
0: Mm, and uh i know that's and
1: and i got and i got tatted by him um and i just did my whole right arm um and i loved it man i loved i loved it i i I had thought you know long and hard about kind of what i wanted and and i kind of thought i you know I, i i want to be one of those guys that kind of has a has a has a story behind every tattoo and a reason as to, um, you know, why I get what I get. And, um, so, you know, I just kind of have stuck to that and have kind of always waited until I kind of know, you know, exactly what I want. Um, and so my back is my back. Everything on my back is, is a representation of someone in my, in my family. I have a really small family. Um, just myself and my my younger brother, my dad was an only child and my mom only has, one brother so you know we're fairly we're fairly small and and pretty close to each other so um i kind of got i kind of got something for everyone and my my father was a was a truck driver uh for budweiser for for 20 years um and you know so so um yeah so he passed away um in 2018 and um, uh you know that that it's okay but that you know that's that's like the biggest that's like the one thing that kind of sticks out on my back is Mm -hmm. is is the truck itself um, and so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's for my, that's for my father representation of him. Um, and then I have a couple other things, of course, for, for, you know, my grandparents and my mom, my brother, um, in, in kind of my life. And so, yeah, so I still need to get some, some things done, but, um, yeah, I definitely never thought in my life that I'd have a Budweiser truck on the back of my, <laughs> on the back, on the back of my body, but, uh, I do. And, and people always ask about it. They love it. Um, and, Are they ever um, yeah. like, take off your shirt,
0: Paul. We need to see it now.
1: <laughs> no, but you know what? I need to get it done, man. I need to, I need to get everything done. I have some, I have some space. Um, uh, the, pro- the problem that, the problem that, that happened for me was, uh, this was when I was going, going through my ACL surgery. I was, or, uh, rehab and I was just coming back to the field and, um, I flew a tattoo artist out from San Francisco to DC and, um, uh, he stayed for three days. And I had no tattoos on my back. And after the third day, I had all my tattoos on my back. So, <laughs> so he's got them know, all
0: done, all done.
1: We were just going super hard, man. And and in the end, it was like we almost ran out of time where like we got every almost everything we needed. Um, but I just need to fill, uh, you know, a few things in. Um, but it, honestly, at that point, dude, I, I couldn't take any more pain. It was it was crazy for three days straight um, getting tattooed
0: is, oh, yeah, is nuts, yeah. man. I would not recommend it. Yeah, I could I I could only imagine that. Um, talk to me. Uh, you're from Chula Vista, right? Chula Vista, yep. T- talk to me. How is it? Because if people don't know, that's just just south of uh, San Diego. It's like right right by the border. Um, talk to me. How how it was growing up there? Um, because you you, you played in Tijuana, so I'm assuming your you, your family went there. But how was it growing up? Because back in the day, there wasn't uh no 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 cholos There wasn't the MLS wasn't as big as it is now. How was it growing up there?
1: Yeah, it was. Um... I mean that's you know that's that's where my my family um you know raised me and 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 um that's where they still live um but really it's it's kind of ironic um because you're so close to the border um you know as as someone who is considered white and american and didn't speak any spanish like you're 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 really a minority you know in in comparison mm-hmm. to to the to the to the city that that you live in um, and for me, it was always normal um you know, I went to a private school my whole life um when I was young but but I grew up around um you know a lot of Latinos and a lot of um a lot of my classmates and even you know some of my friends growing up, they lived in Tijuana and they crossed the border every day for school um mm-hmm. you know their family wanted them to get a better education um and uh you know for me, it was always normal uh and looking back on it and talking to to other people um, you know, you understand that it's so unique, uh, to, you know, to, to be able to live that life. And then, um, you know, I didn't speak any Spanish really growing up, um, not until I started to play down in Mexico. And, um, I would just cross the border every day, um, to, to go play in Tijuana. So I'd go to training, come back, I'd go to training, you know, same with the games, my family would go down there for the games. Um, and, uh, you know, again, for me, it was, it was so normal until, I left and I, and I understood how, how weird it is, right? Like, like to be able to live in one country and work in another country, um, it, it is something so special, so rare, um, that, um, you definitely take for granted when, when you're doing it.
0: Yeah. It's crazy that you say that. Cause my uncle, one of my uncles, uh, I don't know if he still does that, but he used to do that. He lived in Tijuana, but it worked in, in San Diego, uh, at a restaurant He'd, every day back and forth, make that drive. Um, and I spent a little time in San Diego, so I know it's it's not too bad. But like you know, the border could get backed up. You know, a lot of things. Absolutely. But yeah it it is it is an interesting perspective because not everybody grows up with that unless you spent time in San Diego or around the border like that. Because it, it, you know, it, no one thinks about like, oh, you got to go over there and live over there. You know, because of yeah. whatever the situation is. But you can come out here, and to you, it's normal, right? You don't you don't know until you start going out other places. And you're like, oh, dang, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, we, um. I mean, even now, like in the off season, like when I, when I first met my fiance um, and she's from Los Angeles, um, you know, I tell her like, oh, like, you know, let's go to Tijuana with my friends. Let's go out for, for dinner or whatever. And she was like, what, like, is it's it, dangerous. you know, like, yeah, is it safe? Yeah. Like, how do you, what do you do? You know? And I just explained, like, it's like for all of us, it was just so normal, right? Like me and my buddies, like on a day off or something like that, like to cross the border and go down to eat some mm-hmm. uh some good food um you know it, it's just it was just so normal and then you eat you cross back or you yeah. go to a bar or you mm-hmm. you know go to go to someone else's house that you know that you went to high school with or whatever like it's just like it's almost as if the border really doesn't doesn't divide you you know yeah. and it, when when you're actually living it it's it's not really a divide it's it's almost just like traffic uh in yep. la you know yep. like you're just, yep. you're just yep. sitting yep. there waiting to go somewhere else so um you know it's definitely it, it's definitely interesting i mean we still go um you know down to tijuana and um you know go out to eat and i haven't been to a cholo's game in a while but um you know i, I you know if i get a chance i definitely uh will do that soon
0: i'm so glad you described it as traffic because i would go there get eat, like get other of tacos or whatever and then like one time, one of my friends' mom took me to the dentist down there. She's like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna take you to the dentist," and she took me across. I was like, "All right," <laughs> you know, you, you just like down in Mexico, it's, you just do it. And you just go it's like so you yeah, the popular, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: it, it's so popular. I mean, so many people that I know, like, they take their they take their animals down there. They take, you know, they go to the dentist, like you said, they go to see the doctor. Like, it's it's it really is so so common and so normal, um, at least in my life and the people around me. Um, you know, even for my, even for my mom, like who barely speaks Spanish, you know, like she would tell me like, Oh, like, let's go down there. Let's go to the pharmacy down there. Let's go eat. Like, you know, and and she doesn't speak any Spanish. Um, Mm. and, and so for like people like that, it's like, that's kind of when it shows you like, okay, well, um, you know, this is,
0: this is really just life, you know, living, living close to a border. Yeah, no that, that that that's amazing. I'm I'm so glad you, you explained that so well because a lot of people won't understand it, but it, it is safe. There like I just tell people it's like anywhere you go in the world, if you look for trouble, you're gonna find trouble. Um, Paul, let's finish off with this. I heard your joke, sir. I heard I heard you're 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 the king of dad jokes. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Tell me tell me some dad jokes.
1: Oh man, okay. Um uh I mean I, I mean, I could get some really. I the first ones that come to my head are just bad ones, man. They're Let's really no. Go. We gotta start with the bad ones. <laughs> oh no, I can't. Um, all right, well, I'll say one. Um, why did Why did the uh, mushroom get invited to the party?
0: Why did the mushroom get invited to the party? Because
1: he's a fun Okay. <laughs> okay. You know they said um, okay. Why did um. Why did the star get up in the middle of the night?
0: Um, want to be a superstar? <laughs>
1: did I get he, it? Right? I no, 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 no. <laughs> because he, he had a twinkle. Oh my god! Dude, those are those are bad, man. Those are bad. But uh, the the chiro- is, this no, not, is
0: this how you sweep your fiance off her feet? No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> but
1: but I but I would, but I would tell her jokes, and then I told her I I tell her a joke a day. Um. And it probably lasted like three days, and that was it. That was it um, anyway. And now she now she can't stand my jokes, she she hates them. But um, yeah, the chiro, the chiropractor of the national team, um, who uh, who has been around the national team forever. Um, whenever we get into camp, he always asks me, "Hey, you got any you got any new jokes?" So we usually kind of share some uh share some of our jokes and kind of see which ones stick which ones not uh but uh yeah so funny i don't know i don't know why i get a I get a, I get a laugh out of
0: those. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh thank thank you for thank you for the jokes. Uh thank you for doing this. Uh Paul, I want to wish you nothing but success uh with, with FC Dallas and, and the US Men's national team um because I know how hard you've been working and everything you've done, man. So it, it's really an honor to talk to you. It's really, you know I appreciate you taking the time to to do this with me.
1: Thanks, Joe. I appreciate you, my man. Thank you for having me. Uh, really enjoyed my time with you. You're awesome. Um, and yeah, thank you.
0: Thanks, guys. Paul Ariola, U.S. Men's National Team and your newest FC Dallas uh, DP player. Thank you, Paul. And for everybody listening, uh, make sure to watch this on YouTube. You can watch this on YouTube, watch the, uh, the videos. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to give this a five star rating. For Paul, this is Jill. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.